0: I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head. A safe place to hide a hurting heart. A gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I am sitting here in my big, manly, black leather, comfortable papa chair in my living room... And I'm pondering the power of little things. We got a tiny tree this year, and I'm putting the bulb in the center of the homemade star that has graced the tops of our trees since 1972. My lady wench usually likes something the size of the rock center tree in New York, but this year we decided to get one that's still growing in a little pot, and we're going we're gonna to put it out in the ground after Christmas. It's just a little tree. We figure it'll give us a small but constant excuse for enjoying some Christmas memories, even at our Fourth of July cookouts. Little reminders are sometimes the best. The newest wonderful member of our family is our five-year-old little Cecilia. Now, Cecilia is what you might call a princessy tiny terror. (laughs) But when you hear what she thinks about Christmas, I think you'll understand why we figure... It'll also be a constant reminder of what Christmas is really all about for a long time to come. Christmas can be lots of things, including funny. (laughs) Here's a note from proud podcast person Jim King. He says Santa's primary language is North Polish, and he goes swimming in a North pool. If Santa rode a motorcycle, it would be a Holly Davidson. And his favorite breakfast cereal would be Frosted Flakes. And he and Mrs. Claus get around on an icicle built for two. (laughs) Oh yeah, with comments like that, Jim, you better expect another stocking full of coal again this year. Proud podcast person Pastor Mike has an insight that's really worth remembering. Mike says, I think the problem religious people have with secular people over Christmas is that they don't realize there are really two different celebrations going on at the same time. There's the celebration of the birth of Jesus and the joys and miracles of that wondrous night. But unfortunately, over the years, the story became ritualized and made solemn, and it became a believe-it-or-not scenario. The wonder, the joy, the significance of the gift that would have been given were lost, And people missed that, so they found other ways of expressing the joy the ritual had taken away in Christmas trees and Santa and Rudolph and Frosty, and most of all in giving gifts to honor the greatest gift of all. Religious people hated this. They're not real, they said. No, they're not, but the truths they represent are very real. The generosity of Santa, the loyalty and courage of Rudolph, The magic and happiness of Frosty. Those things are real, and we should bless them. Pastor Mike, you are my kind of pastor. I believe in Christmas and magic and dreams. Dreams generate enormous power in our lives, even little dreams. And if you've been around long enough to be a member of the Louie Louie generation, you know that you need all the powerful help you can get. <laughs> My buddy Al recently realized that he needed some help with his hearing. So he bought a new hearing aid, and he said, Hey, cost me $4,000, but it's state-of-the-art, and I can now hear perfectly. I said, Hmm... What kind is it? He said, 1230. (laughs) Al is a Louie Louie generation guy, so he got a big laugh when I corrected him. Some guys our age don't laugh much anymore. That's too bad. Sure, it's kind of tough being the only power ranger in the neighborhood with a walker. But come on, you can always use the gratitude attitude. After all, just think, you don't have to ask your live-in partner to chew your food for you. Yet, I call folks like that who don't laugh, the dreary drones. On the other hand, I'm sure you found yourself looking for your glasses while you're wearing them. You know, but if you're a Louie Louie generation lad or lady, that gave you a giggle. You probably found yourself standing in the middle of a room scratching your head and saying, Hmm, why am I here? <laughs> and I know that you have sometimes been a little surprised at the face, Looking back at you in the mirror but then you do the Louie Louie thing and right away you put a smile on that face in the mirror (laughs) Been there done that of course it's frustrating at times but you know you're okay as long as you remember where you keep your dreams because that's where your magic lives and magic does live and it's powerful you know some magic you have to see to believe But the most powerful magic works the other way. You have to believe in it first before you can see it working. And that's the kind of magic that lives deep down inside us, in the same place where we we keep feeding our dreams. One of the reasons I wrote my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, available at Amazon.com, shameless plug, one of the reasons I wrote it is that I've seen so many of my friends forgetting to feed their dreams as the years have gone along they've become dreary drones some have even fallen out of their long-time loves and you know that figures because of course love is made of magic and dreams just like christmas there have been four magical women in my life My mom gave me life, and she made sure I knew how to love the life that she gave me. Another woman gave me a home and six great kids. One of those kids has grown up to become the third of the four magic women in my life, our daughter, Chris. She's all grown up now, but ever since Chris was born, the first day I saw her, she had a look in her eye and a special smile that has always made me try very hard to be the kind of guy I know she thinks I am. And of course, there's my lady wonder wench. She started me believing in my own dreams. And you know what? It takes a lot of guts to do that. Because you got to conquer cynicism. Cynicism kills dreams. And there's so much of it around. If you believe what you see on the news or on the internet, cynicism is a huge weapon of mass destruction. And it's aimed right at our dreams, our magic. And even our Christmas. It was an amazing experience that I had, learning to believe in my own dreams. I wrote about it a long time ago. If it weren't for dreams, a baby's birth would mean only pain. New Year's Eve would be just another black winter night. And we wouldn't even bother to light Christmas. If it weren't for dreams, we'd lose faith in God and Santa Claus and any love that lasts for a very long time. Some dreams drive your eyes and hands and insides, bending your life into shape. Others just toss you around the bed, tying sheets around you and dropping you over mind cliffs, falling for hours without hitting bottom. And there are dreams that just wake you with a smile. Somehow the word dreamer has become an accusation. But what's wrong with grown-ups walking together through lawn sprinkler puddles on a summer night, leaving wet footprint designs in the warm cement? Or walking on railings? Or staying up all night just to see the dawn? We've been legend tellers since we picked those two dandelions that were separated by popsicle sticks and beer cans and bare spots in the park. Cinderella and Rumpelstiltskin have nothing on our story we turned those dandelions into two enchanted lovers and reunited them forever in a jelly glass on your dresser dreamers and dandelions and legend tellers reach for the moon with earth in our hands we're incense and candle people moonlight skinny dippers seashell and magic rock collectors we're sunshine lovers piano plunkers and window shoppers revolutionaries and flyers of yellow kites Until we meet someone who recognizes our own special dream. And then we become lovers. If it weren't for dreams, you and I couldn't see clearly enough to trace the footprints on the face of the moon. Or watch planets twinkle on and off as they pass between the mountains on her rim. If it weren't for dreams, you and I couldn't touch carefully enough to warm and hold and then soften and harden and thrust and grasp the way we make love. We flow together, boiling in the same water magic that glistens darkly inside the planet, drifting in thin air, glittering the earth with snowflakes, and crushing the edges of continents. Dreams are best when dreamers come in two. But how could couples learn being one if it weren't for dreams? powerful magic all those years ago, learning to believe in my own dreams. And it was just as powerful very early this morning, just watching my lady smiling in her dreams with her head on the pillow right next to me. If it weren't for dreams, is from the Love and Touch spoken word CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to www.dicksummer.com. Check out the Love and Touch icon on the homepage. Well, when tinsel time is done, we'll be putting our little Christmas tree in the ground for it to live and grow for a lot of Christmases to come. It'll be a a tiny reminder of the magic of Christmas all year long, even when we're flipping burgers at our 4th of July cookout. It's just a little Christmas tree this year. But, you know, there's a lot of power in little things if you pay attention to them. I was talking to our newest family member, our our wonderful little princessy, tiny terror, five-year-old Cecilia about Santa a few days ago. Listen to what she had to say and the magic confidence that she has in what she knows about Christmas. Do you like Santa Claus? He gives some presents. Ah, do you give him anything? Yep, cookies. Oh, how many cookies do you give him? Twelve. You give him twelve cookies? Yes. He's going to get fat if you give him twelve cookies. He's already fat. I see, okay. How does he get there? Does he take the subway, or does he take a bus? Or does he drive a car? How does he get to your house? Um, sled. A sled? How does he How does he get into your house? Do you open the door and let him in? No, he will get. He he has magic powers, and he will go up the chimney. Oh, but he has to come down the chimney first, right? And then he goes up. Yeah. Okay. And what does he do after he leaves your house? Um. Reese we wake up and we get up and we sit on his lap he at uh, he ask do you what do you expect to get a present this christmas yes what kind of present you expect to get puppy a puppy we just got one does your mommy know about that yes what does she think about it she's still thinking about it <laughs> <laughs> well i hope that you get a puppy And uh, perhaps if you even want, you can get a a rhinoceros. Would you like a rhinoceros for Christmas? No. Why not? It's scary. Okay, so, so you want to wish everybody Merry Christmas? There it is, the magic that powers Christmas in just two little words. Listen again. Okay, so, so you want to wish everybody Merry Christmas? Thank you. Love you. Good night.